0: Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen.
1: Hi, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of Race Forward, God in Race Relations. We have a great treat for you today. We have a friend that is joining us from Norman, Oklahoma. And if you're wondering where Norman is at, think about the University of Oklahoma Sooners who just lost two football games in a row for the first time in forever. And being an SEC guy, it warmed my heart. So Ralph, welcome to uh, Race Ford. As always, I'm here with Karan Boston, who is convinced he's the prettiest guy on the planet. And then I got my friend, Mal Manessis, who if you could see him like I'm seeing him right now, he just got him a brand new, fresh Latino haircut and a shave, and (laughs) he looks mildly like Satan right now. So (laughs) uh,
2: so when you put that
1: together, let me just stop and just say to y'all, we're feisty today. So there's no telling where this thing is going. Okay. But having said all that, Karan, why don't you get us kicked off and introduce Ralph properly, not as the guy from Norman, Oklahoma, that lost two ball games in a row for the first time in forever, but maybe something <laughs> slightly more positive than that.
2: Right on, right on. Ralph, I promise not to call you anything remotely close to Satan. But what I do think is that now you look so good that it's so tempting that, you know, Satan oftentimes come with temptation, but that's beside the point. Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. We got a special one for y'all today. We got our brother Ralph Maness in the house. Yes, y'all, Ralph is a police officer in the <laughs> city of Norman. Uh, he's going on his third year here. Uh, he is a crisis intervention officer. He, so he's the first guy they call whenever there's a family in crisis and they need an officer to handle any kind of situations. He's also a believer in Christ. Brother was involved in leading camping ministries for urban inner city youth for over ten years, and to no surprise, to make this really really weird, he's Christian, he's an officer, and he's black. So that's going to be interesting (laughs) to figure out what's going on. I got to admit, I mean, Ralph,
1: when when Quran introduces you and he's saying to me, "Okay, I got I got a brother who's a believer." Uh, who is a as a police officer. And then when I heard Christ's intervention, I thought, this poor guy gets up every morning and somebody hates him. And I'm thinking, I, I, I don't even know how you I don't even know how you function, but bro, I'm proud of you. I really am. And I'm I'm Thank glad, you. Thank you. <laughs> glad to have you on the show and I can't wait to have you at Sugar Hill someday.
3: Yeah, hey, I come. I come on out to Sugar Hill. I
1: have right. no problem with it. You dig it. I promise you, you dig it. It's it's a fun place. Karan,
2: as long as uh, I get to sit in the front seat of the car, I'm all right with that. Uh, come on,
1: let don't get carried away. Let's don't are. get carried away. Uh, so
2: I want to I want to throw the first
1: question out. Is that okay, Karan? You all right? You there? got it, man. Okay. So here's what I want to get at, Raph. First,
3: tell us a little bit. How long have you been a police officer? So I've been a police officer commissioned for three years. It was three years on the fourth. Oh, uh, well, two wow. years, finishing up two years on the fourth of October. Um, so this is my going into my third year. Yeah. Uh, seen a lot of stuff, done a I'll lot bet. of cool things. <laughs>
1: you know, I say this when I talk to educators all the time. You clearly did not pick the profession for uh, financial gain. Uh, I mean, anybody that chose to be a police officer for uh, investment purposes, they need help. Uh, you know, it's kind of like our <laughs> profession, you, you don't jump into ministry cause you're going to get wealthy, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's important for our folks to hear a little bit from you. What drove you, what, what was the motivation behind becoming a police
3: officer? So, uh, w- the motivation behind uh, becoming a police officer, i uh, see, I've always had a fascination with, uh, law enforcement and the law, uh, especially looking at the old Testament and knowing that, um like law 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 and then we come over uh and then we're uh, set under grace and so understanding that now we're set under grace and like we're no longer bound to the law and like how that uh correlates as far as like being here in the physical in the present world and so understanding like the basis between the two like i've always had a fascination with law enforcement and law and order and like understanding like hey like this says do this so do this if yeah. you don't do so, this, this is going to happen.
1: <laughs> so it'd be safe to say, I mean, the motivation in your heart, I mean, deep in your soul, something says to you, listen, there this is th- this whole world is basically good versus evil. I want to be on the right side. Right, right. Yeah. You know what? I I admire that and let me just say to you from all of us, man, listen, thank you. I am so grateful for what you do, but it does lead me to an to an interesting question which is uh in the introduction, as Quran was talking about, here's a believer, a black man, a police officer, uh, functioning and trying to meet people in crisis. How in the world do you juggle all those relationships? Because it feels to me like, man, there's expectation at every level that I don't know if any human can
3: meet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's taxing. I'm not even going to sit up and lie to you. It's, it's, it's a balancing act, seriously. But I, at the end of the day, I have to understand, like, whoever I'm contacting, whether it's a dude who, uh, who's who been arrested six, seven times, uh, the junkie on the side of the street, or like the a CEO or a businessman, like this person is somebody, somebody. And at the end of the day, this is a uh, this is a human being who is uh, set in the image of God. So understanding, like, no matter what your crime is, no matter what, uh, what the contact entails, like, I have to treat you just like that, like, because you wow. are made in the image of God. And wow. So, that is the that is the premise that I take into every every situation. Also, wow. I have to understand that everybody has a capacity for for wrongdoing. So at the same time I'm seeing you as somebody who is made in the image of God, I also have to see you as somebody who could potentially, I mean, fall on the wrong side uh fall, fall on the wrong side of the tracks and need uh correction or accountability, not correction.
1: Yeah. And probably some of both, honestly. I mean, but oh, yeah. but but, you know, Mal, I want to get you in this conversation because part of what we've talked about in past episodes is being, uh, be, being a brown guy in today's society, and especially in Atlanta, Georgia, it's, it's not like your experience with police officers has always been good, right? I mean, I think that's safe. So, like, uh, let's say a guy, I, I would just hope that when I get stopped, I get stopped by a guy like Ralph. Mm. You know who's going to look at me, but from a brown guy's perspective, I bet that's mm-hmm. ramped up significantly.
0: Man, I I I don't know how candid we want to get here, and and I mean sure. with this, with I a take a long
1: jump the, on in there, man. I mean, eight email's coming to me anyway, so
0: yeah. And, and let's just say that I've talked to some friends. You know, you know, it's it's not me, it's a friend. Ask uh, you know, it, yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're driving man you know they're driving and all of a sudden you see the blue lights behind you you get pulled over and mm-hmm. you look into your rear, in the, your rear view and you realize it's a black cop that's good, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you know, that makes my friend feel a little better you're like alright cool you know that but I want to ask you um, first driving while brown you know that's mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing in the brand in, in, in the Latino community. You know the whole, uh, you know, uh, stereotypical, you know, profiling type deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would love just to for I know a lot of my brown friends will be listening. Uh, so, what can you tell us about that? You know, I, it makes me feel better if I ever got pulled over and see a black cop. Nothing against white cops. I you know, I, I think that in in everything there are some good people and bad people. But tell me, what you, what, what do you think? What do you think
3: about that? Like driving, driving while brown. So yeah, I, profiling, profiling, profiling is terrible. Like personally, I have seen uh, criminal profiling. Um, as but as far as like racial profiling, I don't, I don't see that. Here, especially in the city of Norman, because like at the end of the day, like we, they look at, we look at people and it's like, okay, I know that this person has capacity for you. I don't necessarily know like what's going on, but I can tell you for a fact that you got the third brake light out. And you drew my eye because at the end of the day, like we contact thousands upon thousands of people like indirectly, but the ones who catch your eye are the ones that you need to investigate. So those are the type of profiles that, I mean, I need to, I need to figure out like, okay, like why is this person drawing my eye? So I go and go and contact them and figure it out. After I figure it out, ain't no crime. No, you're gone. (laughs) You know,
1: I think, I think that's one, it's a fair question, but I think it's a great answer. And that is, I mean, you guys are trained. To see what is potentially a problem mm-hmm. I, to me, that's a big differentiation. And I think the world expects for you to only see and fix a problem in place, but you're trained and equipped, thank the Lord, mm-hmm. to see potential as mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. and I think it's helpful to put that word in there
2: yeah let me let me jump in there so that and that kind of comforts us knowing that you know they're not looking for uh, a certain beat right for some of us but honestly when you say potential for a problem i think some black people are like well i'm gonna always be seen as potential because i'm more cock diesel i got tats on my hair is locked so they're gonna feel in a sense i think where miles question is coming from that they might be profiled because of their potential appearance if you will hmm. And the honestly, honest whole thing. Thing. i
0: mean the, the whole profiling is picture this a van a white van okay. ladders on top you know you got your you know ramon or your jose driving you know and he looks straight up latino which i'm proud of but you yeah. know say ramon looks straight up latino then you know my you know i i hear it a lot you know they're 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 scared you know they're and they're afraid i'm not saying that um they 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 shouldn't be but you yeah. know a, a lot of uh there's a lot of distrust, you know, in, 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 in a lot of communities, especially I can imagine uh, the black community. But I know for a fact in the Latino community.
3: Right. Um, yeah. yeah and, and, and that's where I was coming from. Und- understandable. And yeah. so like that, that's the part, uh, portion that like I'm trying to from the inside out trying to mend. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like if I, if I see the uh, the white man with the ladders on top, I roll up to and talk to Ramon and just sit there and say, like, hey, like, like hey, like Officer of Maynard, Northern police department, like the reason I. I'm contacting you because of this. Like you ran a stop sign or you got a third brake light out. Like, yeah. what's like, what's going on? Let me get your license, proof of insurance. Everything's in order. Bam. I cut you a warning. Hey, man, I understand time is hard. It's COVID time. Ain't trying to hold you up any longer. Here's your warning. Boop, get that fixed. If, I, if Ramon's been contact five, six, seven, eight, nine times because of the same things, then we're going to have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, apparently you ain't getting a hint because you've been skinned like five warnings already for the same thing. So, I mean,
0: that makes a lot of sense. And that's what I wanted my brothers to hear. Uh, that a lot of times it's not their color. A lot of times it's that they just keep messing up and they don't, you know, get it right. they will fix the problem. Right.
1: So, I mean, good. let's face it, if, if you do enough dumb crap, you're going to get in trouble. Right. right. I no mean, yeah. matter what
0: color you are. Yeah. Right, right. Uh,
1: Okay, so I I want to jump in a question here with you, Ralph, and I think this is probably the heart of today's convo. And that is given the, uh, given the excessive, in my opinion, the excessive distrust of law enforcement today, Mm -hmm. have you had to deal with that in Norman? Like I, I... I mean, people don't recognize that, you know, Norman's a big place. It's where you're not some podunk little hick town. I mean, you're, you're in kind of a metropolis area and, but have you had to deal with what that feels like with the, with like a a natural distrust specifically, I imagine from communities of color, but how
3: how does that, I mean, how does that function in your world? Absolutely. Uh, So I've, I've been recorded on traffic stops. I have been recorded contacting people. Like, I've been recorded walking down the street. Like, I've been questioned, like, hey, why are you contacting this person? What has this person done? Like, like, I was like, bro, like at the end of the day, this ain't none of your business. Like, back off. Right. Like, I'm just trying to do my job, homie. Like, let me. Have it. To, I mean, I, it <laughs> would anger me
1: so much. Yeah. Like, I had a lady years ago that just hated my guts. Set up a meeting, came in there, and this was like pre, like cool cell phone. This was like flip phone days, yeah. and she brought in a tape recorder and pushed record for the meeting, <laughs> and I was like, no. Uh uh-uh. if you distrust me that much i don't even want to have a convo with you i don't even know how y'all handle that today because yeah. every everybody's looking to get their clip on television exactly.
2: I, mean, Yo, I I gotta ask though like that the people who are tend to like look at you funny and do the filming and stuff are is that typically people of color
3: yeah like it, it is and really yeah, yeah. believe it but believe it or not like Norman's a pred- uh, predominantly white town. There's a whole yeah. bunch of white folks here. Yeah, yeah. Uh and we're also the third largest city in uh state of Oklahoma. So and we got OU here. So there, yeah. this is this white, is white, white. But it, that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> but so the okay, just for the <laughs> record, our guest
1: Ralph just said there's white and then there's white, white. And I just want to acknowledge that <laughs> that's fine.
3: I'm, I'm, just sorry, one, I'm
0: with
1: you. I'm with you.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go so yeah. So yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Caucasian brothers walking around, and majority of the time, like I contact people, and I was like, okay, hey, I need you to. Like whenever I whenever I contact somebody on the traffic stop, usually they they whip out their cell phone and try to call somebody. Well, I know for a fact I've been on the traffic stop and I've had three, four, five cars roll up behind me, and I got to call backup because we were we roll one deep wow. to uh, to majority of the calls we go to. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of disheartening and unsettling whenever I'm sitting here in my car and I'm trying to cut this dude a warning real quick, and I look up in my rearview mirror and there's four cars behind me. Man, that scare yeah. me to death. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 uh, Sure. So I, I tell people straightforward, like, okay, like, hey, my name's Officer Manus, Norman Police Department. If your insurance is on your phone, let me see that now. After that, go ahead and place your uh, cell phone on your dash. So that way I don't want anybody else coming to this traffic stop other than me and you. Like, if That's there's. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you right now, like, if you don't have any warrants, if you, all your stuff is in order, et cetera, et cetera, like that, there's nothing to worry about. I'm going to cut you a warning. I tell them mm-hmm. this first person, I'm going to cut you a warning and damn you, we're going to dip up out of here. Okay. There you go. I had yeah. a, I I had a police that. officer in
1: Roswell, Georgia, who said one time, he said, you know, Chuck, I work with guys who walk out of a station in the morning and they cannot wait to bring people up. And he said, but the vast majority of people I work with, they don't walk out in the morning waiting to catch somebody. They're literally walking out trying to help people. Right, but yeah. you give me one person who walks yeah. out to ring everybody up and everybody else gets painted with that brush. And yeah, that's, that
3: is, that, that's the per, uh, perfect uh, Perfect thing to say right there because every, all police officers have been painted with the same Like you, like people haven't sat down here and talked to me, but I heard A.C.A.B. and they say all cops are bastards. So I'm like, man, like you haven't right. even you never so set you, foot. Now 100. we're talking.
1: Yeah, like see, to know. paint you with that brush, listening to your attitude about what you do, says to me, number mm-hmm. one, in its own affair, that's racist. Yeah. Not because yeah. you're a black dude, but because you're a police officer. Yeah, yeah. and so, but, it, but it also says to me that. Um, And this is, ai I mean, I'm just fired up about this, y'all. I, I just love this conversation because, Ralph, what, what, what I'm fearful for is when I hear things like defund the police, like mm. in my, keep in mind, like I have no patience, I have no mercy. So when I hear that, I think, what an idiot. I mean, who says that? I mean, defund the police sounds like a moronic statement to me yeah. because I- the same people that scream that. When somebody's
3: in their yard doing something they don't want, you're the dude they call.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
3: so here's the deal with the whole defund the police thing. Uh, in in the entire country, there there was less than ten uh, police uh, police departments that got defunded. Right, right. Of those ten, Norman Police was one of them. No, Front yeah.
2: Times.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God! Wow. I had no idea. Yes.
1: How so, in the world what, did Norman police? How did that doesn't even sound right? That didn't even compute.
3: Yeah. So what, this, exactly what uh, exactly what we we're talking about in the first yeah. place? Like whenever they say all cops are bastards, like they look they look over here and something that happened way way over here across yeah. the uh, country, and say, oh well, yeah. they did that over there, so uh, naturally you are going to do this over here. But that's not the case. That's awful. Yeah.
2: So I got to <laughs> ask my uh, Ralph because when Chuck hears to fund the police. Uh, I'm sure he hears something different than I do. Like I've kept hearing it explained that it's not that you're taking money away from the police officers, but you're really reallocating those funds to give the police more support by way of like having someone who is sociology or psychology inclined in that field help them do the things that they shouldn't have to do. Like I hear people talking about, there's no reasons why cops need to have tanks and need to have AKs and yada, yada. And you take that away from them and then give that money to this program and that program. So tell me what does defund the police mean to a police officer?
3: That's a great question. Okay. So defund the police to a police officer basically means that you're taking my, uh, the money away from me. So one training is going to suffer. Uh, Too like there's there's not going to be enough police officers on the streets to actually take care of things. So if I need a day off or something like that, I can't necessarily get it because I have no backup to actually take uh take over the beat that I'm actually working. Um, there's no, not going to be enough money for me to actually feed my family at the end of the day because you guys take all uh took all the money away. So training uh, days off is going to be stressful for us. But at the end of the day, like it's it's really dog whistle because they they're not looking to defund us. They're looking to abolish us like they're, wow. they're to completely and totally get rid of uh, the police department. They so, say Ralph, that, here,
1: they, let me jump in on this conversation and say real quick. I, this is where I think educators and law enforcement officers are one in the same in that mm-hmm. for years we've asked teachers to be entertainers, to be. Uh, uh, police officers in their own classroom. We're asking them to teach our kids truth the way we see it, whether it's true or not. We're asking our teachers to correct our kids, but not too much. But it's kind of like I see law enforcement. We want you to protect us and guard us and keep us safe. But hey, uh, by the way we also want you to be sociologists and psychologists and we want you to be biblical counselors and we want you to be divorce counselors along the way do it all legally and yeah. don't ruffle any feathers we're asking you to do something that no human on the planet can do and yeah. so i would just say man how do you how do you try to reconcile all that knowing the expectation is just it's you, you just can't attain it
3: isn't that what Paul said? Like I'm supposed to be all things to all people so I can win some. There Woo! you go.
1: There you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. And you know what I would say? Good for you. You know what? Because this is the hope that I feel like Americans can have in law enforcement with when a man uh, and, and y'all can't y'all can't see him. But let me just say to you, Ralph's no little fella. Right. <laughs> but when like a When a man's man says, but wait a minute, Paul said, I've become all things to all people that by some way I could reach some, this is how you're, this is how you're finding Christ in the messy middle of all of the stuff Mm -hmm. that's going on. Mm -hmm. And I not only don't want to applaud you, but I'd love for you to unpack for us and our audience real quick before we have to drop. I, I want to hear you be able to say, if, if you could have a voice, uh, let's just, let's just say, uh, Let's just say it a state of a union, whoever the president is, and they invite Ralph and Ralph has the opportunity to give a, like a two minute speech to America about law enforcement. <laughs> what would be your message to people out there of all colors, of of all socioeconomic levels, et cetera?
3: Um, ooh, that's, that's big. No that's pressure. That's a big, that's way, that's no a big platform. <laughs> um, so so basically what I would just sit there and tell them is like at the end of the day. Like, what you feel that may be wrong may be legal and vice versa. Like, you may see something and be like, okay, like, well, like, this is wrong. Like, I should stop this. It's like, well, that's legal. You can actually do that within the uh, scope of the law. So it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily mad at me for enforcing the law. You're mad at the system itself. I'm just, I'm just an agent of the system. So, I mean, I'm just doing what I'm legally allowed to do in this situation. Like, so so you you need to talk to the legislators and like all these other people for the criminal justice system, and don't don't be mad at me. I'm just doing what they told me to do.
1: That is so, so good, Ralph. Golly, so, that's good.
3: If you could do that, and see, uh, and another thing, I would say at the end of the day, if you really, really, really want to take uh, to see this thing this thing through and see what what it is on a day to day basis, come and ride with me. Just, just jump in the car. I love with you, man. that. Just, just take a ride. It's ride-alongs are free. You can jump in the car. All you gotta do is uh, submit the proper paperwork, and you can ride. And right. I, and I will take you to everything. I'm talking. Well, you can go to domestic calls. We can do traffic stops. We can arrest people if you want to arrest people. We can cut people loose if you want to cut them loose. Right. I, I will show you the ins and outs of being a police officer because at the end of the day, it's officer, it's officer's discretion. I can, I can walk up to somebody with five warrants right now and be like, Hey, man, you got five warrants. Go get those taken care of.
1: Yeah, so see, this is where I take (laughs) great comfort in knowing that a believer can have the discernment of the Spirit of God working within them to to do good work. And then my encouragement to you, my friend, is don't grow weary in doing good work. Because I I feel like, man, uh, the world needs more Ralphs out there. Yes. And I'm honored to get to know you. I I can't wait to have you get to Sugar Hill and share that story with us because I think that's super cool. I really do. Uh, But I believe that's also true just as a broader message, Karan, about it's true about all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, in the work that you do and the work Mal does and the work I do, the listeners. It is like if we took the same perspective that Ralph has in, in what seems to be an unconscionable effort, well, what if we put that same effort together in what we do? What, Mm. what, what if I looked at, what if I looked at everything and said, well, you know, that's, that may not be right, but this is what the scriptures have to say. You know, I mean, uh, and it also gives me a reminder that, um, you know, it's, it's so easy for me to point out the speck in eye because he, let's face it, he's messed up. But (laughs) at the same time, you know what, the reason I see that speck is probably I'm seeing at the end of the telephone pole sticking out of my eye. Mm. And, you know, when we when we have legislators that will stop fighting like children mm. and try to recognize we're here to serve people this is what Jesus said you want to be great you become a servant you know mm-hmm. you, you don't lord it over people I look at what our Senate and our house is in 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 Washington and I think how did we get four-year-olds elected up there you know <laughs> and, uh, at some point there's got to be this ability to say wait a minute we don't know and we cannot assume the condition of someone's heart because of their occupation or their performance. And we have to look at everything and know Christ is alive in my life. I need to reply and respond more like him. No matter Absolutely.
3: what. So like here, here recently, my, um, my quiet time, my Devo time has been going through uh, uh, you version, like Bible plan called the third option. I've like, done,
1: yeah, I've done it.
3: Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> so good. So I mean, That's so I mean, good.
3: It's, it, it paints a picture like, oh, like you, you can either be on the side of black people or you can be on the side of police, but you can't be on the side of both. but then That's so like, good. And that, then might, no, that says, just sparked me, Ralph,
1: everybody ought to do this.
3: Yes. Like, t- just take just take the opportunity to like walk, the, walk through the scriptures and see where you fall at in this thing and being mm-hmm. a person. A, uh, born again believer, being uh, having a Christ mindset and knowing what the scriptures say, and you set up here and you look at a situation or look at a person and say, mm, "I'm in superior or inferior." You need to do some heart searching. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a heart check. You need to do something about that because yeah, that's because not at heart the end of the day, day, that is what's killing us. Exactly.
1: Hey, for those of you that uh, are wondering, how do I get this third option? So, if you just download U version and do a search on their opening page, it just says literally third option, you know, and spell it T-H-I-R-D, third option. It'll pull, it'll pull that up. There's been more than 10,000 people, Ralph, that's done that reading plan. And, uh, it's only a seven day reading plan to get started. Yeah. Anybody can commit to reading the scriptures for seven days. And so, it's a
3: vi- it's a video.
1: Yeah. There's a video to it. Like how if do you-, you go wrong doing this? <laughs> Seriously. And by the way, um, you know when when I jumped into that and I saw that originally they, they tell you, "Go visit Miles McPherson." Mm. And you, let me just say, as a white dude, I, nobody's ever been a bigger fan of all the work that Miles did. I, I, that cat that was a bright dude, man. Yeah, bright dude. <laughs> and uh, trying to see the kingdom the way he did, we would all be better for it. Mm, so yeah, right. I know we got to wrap up. Ralph, I just can't thank you enough. I, we want to have you back in a couple of weeks because oh, uh, there's so bottom. much for us to learn from you, man. And uh, Karan, as always, uh, you're one of the brightest cats I know, man. And thanks for uh, thanks for leading the charge and all yeah. this. Mal, bro, I can't imagine what I'd do without you. I mean, Likewise. really, I feel like I got a brother from another mother out there <laughs> trying to do good work. <laughs> bye, and so uh, uh, to all of us, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we know we went a little long today, but it was so worth it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, make sure that you check out the third option, uh, as a part of you version for a reading plan, you can jump on and be a part of that with me and Ralph. And I know you'll be blessed by it. And don't forget, next week, uh, we're going to have a topic that I think is going to ring everybody up. And uh, we'll maybe get a little teaser out between now and then. <laughs> but thanks so much for joining us for Race Forward. Say mm-hmm. goodbye,
2: Karan. Hey, man. Love, peace, joy, happiness, all those things, man. Y'all get wrapped up in this unity. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Well, say say goodbye, man.
0: Thank you, guys, for listening again. Ralph, respect. Give us a little, give us a little Spanish as you walk away. I Come know. On.
2: You had a chance to say goodbye in Spanish. Yeah, you give, us a, say give us a little yeah. in Spanish. <laughs> 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 Muchas gracias a todos por
0: escuchar. Les agradezco mucho estar pendientes. Oficial Ralph, gracias por estar
1: aquí, brother.
3: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have no now. idea
1: what he just said, but me too. Ralph, say goodbye <laughs> to
3: everybody. All right, y'all, y'all take care. Y'all stay safe. And remember, at the end of the day, if you call, I'm still going to call.
1: Amen. I love that. Hey, guys, thanks so much. And listeners, listen, you guys make this fun for us. So let us know and let us hear from you. God bless you guys. Bye now.